Hey, this is Dave Pryor. We're here live at Agile 2019 in the leading Agile booth doing interviews all week long with speakers and thought leaders and folks that are helping other people learn how to do Agile. And I have two of those people here. So Shannon Yuna and Ahmed Sitki from IC Agile. And before we start getting into the new things that are going on, how do you guys explain IC Agile to people like if they're not familiar with it? Sure. What sure. do you guys do? Yeah, so IC Agile actually stands for the International Consortium for Agile. Okay. And we are a, an accreditation and certification body, and we exist to advance the state of Agile learning globally. Okay. And the way we do that, we do that really in three ways. It's by facilitating thought leadership. So we bring together international, uh, the international community of experts around certain topics okay. uh, to create learning tracks. The second is we create competency-based learning journeys. So we look at not only what are the knowledge components uh, needed, but yep. what, how, what competencies do people need to build in order to become an expert in the given discipline. Okay. And then the third piece is about ensuring top quality learning experiences. So we work with our network of member organizations across the world to help okay. them design and accredit top quality. And you guys are not tied to one faction of Agile. No, actually, yeah. The, the, from the inception of IC Agile, it's right. been about sort of methodology neutral. Okay. Um, and uh, the reason is because we believe the whole point of agility is actually changing. Okay. Um, the, the way you work based on the circumstances, situation, and not – you can start with a – way of working from right. it maybe or whatever uh, but the whole point is the evolution and the inspect and adapt and so and more tools available exactly to you. so we want people to really get the mindset the okay. values and principles and a set of tools to get started yeah but not certify people or have people on a learning journey to just learn a methodology okay. but learn agility in general okay and and this is something they can like start at the very beginning mm-hmm. and go all the way through to like the coaching oh yeah expert all that level stuff. Mm-hmm. okay yeah we've we've seen beautiful stories of people that literally have started from what does agile mean right to now being certified expert coaches meaning they um had to be in front of a panel of three other experts and demonstrate competence that's awesome and people say yeah you you operate just like me that's so great yeah cool so what what new things i know you've got a bunch of new stuff going on but what's like one of the more recent things that you're very excited about uh you want me to start yeah sure okay. go for it so um i guess the uh, at one of the things, as, as Shannon was talking about earlier, is looking at sort of what are the thought experts talking about right now. Yeah. And so um, two years ago, we really started seeing, okay, Agile is moving beyond just sort of the, the technical domain, right. the development domain. And it's more than just now conversation. It's actually, okay, we can actually see demonstration of people building competencies okay. in a broader business agility domain. So we started the journey of building those learning tracks okay. for business agility, starting from foundation which is if you're not in a technical sector at all what do you you need to learn about about the mindset the learning mindset the business agility in general okay Um, so that's the foundations and then building upon that we had sort of specialties in marketing okay Um, and that's really not just like sort of scrum for marketing or like using you know backlogs and sticky notes but it really is a mindset shift from a selling mindset to a service mindset okay Um, um, and then we have finance as well um, and uh, HR talent, as we call it, okay. and then leadership. So those are all tracks that we've launched over the past, what, two, two years? years I think, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, to really start um, helping people on those journeys okay. um, within the business agility space. Well, how do you guys define business agility? Because like if, if, that is a phrase that is a little bit like agile. 
and a lot of people use it a lot of different ways. Yeah. So what does it mean to you guys? I'll let you start this time. Okay. <laughs> so we talk a lot about just being responsive, being customer-centric, being okay. value-driven, being self-organized, collaborative, empowered, et cetera. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, I think the, the organization of the future, being customer-centric, mm-hmm. yeah. the motion moves, right? Like right. from being organizational-centric where I am static and customers come to me. Right. So even the marketing mindset, I'm selling, I'm bringing customers in yeah. to know the customor is really where the power is. They have the gravitational pull okay. and I need to be in Good motion. Yeah. yeah, I need to be in motion. I need to be agile and I need to serve them instead of sell to them. So okay. that's, a, that's, that's a, a big shift. Yeah, it's a huge shift. Yeah. It's a huge shift. Okay. So I want to ask about the HR and the finance portions of this. So yeah. One of the things I see is, you know, you'll see the postings for like agile project manager, which doesn't make a ton of sense to me, but how are you helping HR people understand what it is we do and what the terminology means and what Mm -hmm. to look for when they're interviewing people before they get passed on to the next step. Yeah, so Ahmed was saying that the agile marketing is not just about process or Kanban for marketing or Scrum for marketing. We're taking a very similar approach in the talent domain. So we're looking at how do you you interview, how do you do more culture-driven interviews, more uh, looking at, you know, using case studies, looking at really embedding people, getting people to think about what would it be like to work here. So changing and make really personalizing that process. So that HR is selling the job to the candidate, maybe. To a degree. So again, I think there's a tendency in, in our agile community is to take our tools yeah. um, and apply them in the different domains. We're trying to, again, in go to the mindset. Yeah. What is the true paradigm shift? What is the mindset shift that an HR specialist or okay. a professional needs to make to enable the organization to be more agile as a, as a business. So and you're not just few, talking about hiring, you're talking about structure. Exactly. Everything. I was going to say a few yeah. more examples. It's looking at, uh, you know, compensation structures. And we talk so much about team collaboration, team behaviors, but then a lot of the incentive structures are based on individual results. So how okay. do we look at that and incentivize team collaboration with, with our mm-hmm. supporting HR structures as well as uh, p- managing performance and giving feedback and being oh, much wow. more... Non-linear okay. career mm-hmm. paths, right? So mm-hmm. in, in new organizations, in, in agile organizations, yeah. the idea of linear career paths may not exist anymore. And you want people based on opportunity because, again, you're dynamic now as a business. Right. Uh, based on the opportunity, you want people to be excited and actually move without worrying about what does that mean for my career path here or there. Okay. Um, so that's that's something that is uh, within the HR and mindset shift as well. Stuff like retention is going to be an issue as well, right? Because it's so hard to find people. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody I know is trying to find qualified, talented, agile people to come work at their companies. And if you don't have the right kind of environment, they're gone. Okay. Absolutely. And it's, it's also looking at there's I think one of the learning outcomes on the track is something about orientation before day one or so. It's like yeah. so you, okay. you start that getting people into the culture and making sure that it's a mutual fit yeah. in the recruiting process. Right. And okay. I know just from personal experience, it, it, making too quick of a hiring decision it, it tends to not be even if there's an urgency or a need, it, it tends to really end up hurting a lot more than helping. And, and so, it, it hurts yeah. both sides. Exactly. Oh, yeah. 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 Every every hire changes culture. Yeah. Wow. Right. Micro changes culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so cool. so that's that's an awareness HR people have to understand. And, yeah. and if which is if, very different from the way it used oh, to yeah. be. Yeah. Well, because it's, if you look at a lot of the business operation functions, it's it's 
was oriented around governance and protection right. versus enablement. Yeah. Right. And so today we want to we want HR to enable the culture of agility. So they are actually we believe that HR is on the forefront mm-hmm. of enabling business agility in companies. Okay. Yeah. Right. But because if you think about it, the most agile part of any organization is its people. Yeah. It's not its work systems. It's not its value streams. It's its people. Right. And who which sort of group of people are most focused on that it is hr okay so that's that's why we're excited about this yeah and for years we've been talking about agility is achieved through people not process right even even before this movement creating the uh the agile talent track and so this is all the resonance is just increasing as we do this cool what about the finance side money yeah (laughs) money's important but but how does how are you gonna how are you helping people on the financial side take this mindset shift into the way that they're doing all the things that they have to do. I'll let you start and then I'll, I'll, I'll yeah, pick I'll, you I'll, up. I'll start. And it, actually, this coincides pretty well with the, the Business Agility Report that came yeah. out this week talking about okay. funding models really being a key to success, long-term yes. success with Business Agility. Um, you know, our, our pathway focuses on a couple of things. Procurement, how do you make that more yes. responsive, more, more agile, more collaborative? Uh, looking at budgeting, funding models, doing that on more of a rolling basis and or just more blanket allocations as opposed to you have to justify every right and that that creates the wrong behavior right okay and so we look at that we look at accounting practices um you know some of the there are some regulatory and compliance stuff that you can't get around but then how do you really socialize that how do you get the rest of the organization on board to say how how can we meet the same same intent with a much more you know just easy to navigate process okay and it's again going back to the same theme of enablement right yeah so a lot of finance um, cultures, yeah. subcultures are about protecting and the control, company yeah. from its own employees yeah. versus enabling the employees to gain opportunities to satisfy and delight the customer. Okay. That's a very different, mm-hmm. th- like, but again, you need actually the tool. So there's a mindset shift, but yeah. also then how do I do this in real life? That's what the learning yeah. outcomes in the track really help. So I want to, I want to offer one simple example. This yeah, I go. Work sure. at, when I worked yeah. at, at a large consulting company. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to think of a play way to say it. Uh, they had an expense policy. So I knew how much I got every day and I figured out how to like pocket most of that money and spend as little as possible. I moved to an agile company. I'm told the expense policy is be responsible. And I'm, I'm, yeah. I have no idea how to deal with that. Mm-hmm. So it's not just the company doing it, but the people as well have to figure out how to cope with that, which I guess goes back to the HR That's thing exactly a little bit it. as well. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, and it's putting the the... Autonomy and the accountability where the decision's being made, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah cool. 100%. Okay. So what kind of trends are you guys seeing in terms of training and certification in general? Because that, that is something that continues to evolve and change as well. I mean, you've got these new courses. Yep. But what about the delivery of them? So we're actually seeing with uh, with both talent and marketing, we're seeing probably at least they've only been out for two years but more than doubling year over year yep. and um, getting more and more traction finance is brand new okay. um, so it's a little too early to tell I think we've only had one accreditation so far um, hoping that as people are getting more of this information around the importance of you know of funding models and financial practices for supporting and enabling business agility we have high hopes for that to take off okay yeah I think another um, trend we're seeing is um, as organizations start to scale, um, sort of learning agile, a desire for more remote learning. Okay. Um, And so we're taking proactive steps, again, as part of our mission, as Shannon said earlier, we want to advance the state of agile learning. So 
yes, ideally face-to-face is great, but um, to understand the realities of scaling and budgets and all those kind of things, how can we innovate okay. and put standards on from IC Agile's perspective so that when people accredit courses that want to um, be delivered in a remote way, uh, we actually advance the, the state and the quality of that experience okay. so that people actually... Um, I'll let you talk more about it, yeah. Yeah, so I guess the short answer is, uh, you know, when, when people... I did the long answer. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, this might not be that short either. Let me, yeah, let me take a step back here. No, but looking at the... When we go through an accreditation process for an in-person course, sometimes yeah. our partners will ask us, you know, am I now allowed to deliver this remotely? And the, the immediate answer is no, because it needs to be designed for remote interaction. Yeah. It doesn't mean you can't ever get there, but the worst thing you can do is take a slide deck get and screen share it. Get them on Zoom and make it. them watch your slides. Oh my goodness, yeah. yes. I mean, the learning is, is just not going to happen in that environment. And right. so we're actually working with a couple of experts um, around the world to, to really show people how we're running uh, remote facilitation workshops for okay. our trainer population and looking at how can you really get creative in terms of how you design things and you can have... As collaborative of an experience, it takes probably more prep. Yeah. Um, but once you get it down, you can yep. sort of create the same sense of psychological safety in the room. And, okay. you know, there are tools out there that make you feel like you truly have a classroom and then you can go into breakout rooms and practice exercises together. And if you're using something like Google Docs, your instructor can follow along and see where everyone is and figure out, oh, I need to go help this group. So okay. this is clearly not a short answer, but no, just but giving, <laughs> giving an example, yeah, just giving examples tactically of, you know, what you really need to do to yeah. deliver a strong remote learning experience. Yeah. Okay. So you, so yeah. I'm curious about how the accreditation of the course works. Like the trainers are creating courses. Mm-hmm. You guys are evaluating them and then saying, I mean, we bless this. Go ahead and do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you're well, also providing them with tools to learn how to do the remote yes. thing. That's yes. Exactly, yes. Okay. So, so when somebody wants to accredit a course, they get a, a, a number of different artifacts yes. around what is the specific curriculum for the domain that they're teaching in, okay. as well as what is our course design guidance, et cetera. And then we actually work, it's a, we work over Zoom collaboratively with them to complete okay. the accreditation. It's a co-creation. So, okay. and, and then there's feedback that happens along the way. They have to get to the point where they're meeting all of the learning outcomes and it, at the level of depth necessary for the acceptance criteria. Right. And then we also look at their design. So we do have people who fail an accreditation the first time because the course is not sufficiently interactive. Okay. So we'll go, we'll give them feedback on yep. that. Until yeah. it's up to the standards mm-hmm. it needs to be. Exactly. Yes. Okay. So that's, that's, and that's where we really um, believe as part of our mission is to keep pushing those standards up. Yeah. Um, as, Again, technology changes as uh, we understand more about how people learn the cognitive sciences is yeah. to keep um, pushing that bar, advancing that state of agile learning. Because, again, we are changing mindsets here. We're not yeah. just training people on tools. Well, and if you're not willing to inspect and adapt yourself, exactly. you're not right. agile either. That's, that's actually one of the things we look for in instructors is that evidence of a growth yes. mindset. And we talk about how what they're doing to improve themselves and how they receive feedback. Okay. We do things in that process to make sure that they've got that. Cool. Uh, because an instructor who comes in and thinks that he or she is the only one who... As the expert in the room, that's yeah. Very you guys scary. are laughing knowingly yeah. for that. Yeah. And, yeah. and to that point, um, as Shannon was introducing, I say agile, bringing those experts together to actually define the learning outcomes. Right. That's an evolutionary process too. Yeah. So, uh, for example, agile coaching. Uh, what was it? Five years ago, maybe six years ago, when we. I- 
Maybe seven. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when when we first set the learning outcomes for agile coaching, right. that really pushed the industry forward mm-hmm. around what it is, what it means to be, be an, an agile, agile coach, coach okay. and what competencies you need to learn. And now that that has evolved, seven years later, we refreshed. Yeah, two the, years ago, we started that work okay. probably two and a half years yeah. ago, and we so that we want to yeah. keep those up to date, so right. that we're not like just okay, we're teaching things that are ten years old yeah. or twenty years old. So that's an evolutionary process as well to make sure that it stays okay. um, advancing the state of agile learning cool this is awesome so if folks want to learn more about it just go to ic agile icagile.com okay mm-hmm. and if they want to get in touch with you what's the best way to reach you well they can reach me um at that's a good question how do you reach me <laughs> um no so we have info at icagile.com i'm okay. shannon at icagile.com that's pretty okay. easy i was yep. going to say i'm on twitter i'm at shannon ewan so okay. i can be found all right um, and um, acitki at icagile.com okay. and uh, yeah look us up on Google you'll find us alright <laughs> cool. thank you very much for coming thank by you. thanks Dave cool.